Hey, Go Church family, this is Gilbert, and I'm with Pastor Matt. Hey, everybody. And uh, we're just recording, we're sitting here recording the supplemental materials uh, leading into week three of the series that we're going through, which is called Small Things, Big Difference. Small things make a big difference, don't they? They make a huge difference. Praise God. Well, this is um, our chance to really add to uh, your both discussion in the groups, but also just your personal study. You know, at Go Church, we want a culture of self-feeders. And what do we mean by that? We mean that we don't wait for just the big Sunday or even our group meetings to feed ourselves spiritually, but we're always looking into the Word of God, feeding our faith. Or in this series, we're feeding on His faithfulness because we want we want to know, we want everyone at Go Church to know that God is faithful. And then we want people at Go Church to be faithful people. Amen? Amen. So, Gilbert, what are we, uh, we going to dig into tonight? Well, actually, I want to pick up uh, on a subject that we were talking about in weeks one and week two. We kind of touched on it. And this week, we're going to look at it in a little more detail. And that's the subject of stewardship. So, in uh, week one and week two of our grow groups, we talk about the idea that, hey, we can be faithful with something that is not our own. So, yeah. you know, we mentioned specifically in the grow groups that we talk about a vision that isn't our own or possessions that aren't our own. Yeah. We can talk about this in a church setting. We can talk about this in another setting. Maybe it's your home, your relationships, your work. So that's the subject I want to talk about. And that, that is these two words, which are stewardship and a steward. Yeah. Stewardship is um, an important subject because we see this in the teachings of Jesus. In fact, that's what we're going to dig into uh, here in our time uh, together in this recording. And simple definition of what this means is someone that manages or takes care of something that doesn't belong to them. Uh that's a really simple or basic mm -hmm. definition. There's a, a story here. We're going to look at this in more detail in the Grow Group, but let's just look at it now. Luke chapter 19, if you're able to follow along uh, in your Bible, this, it's good to let your eyes rest on these words as we, as we look at them. Luke chapter 19, verse 11. Um, this is Jesus. Um, teaching, and he's going to tell uh, a, a truth from the kingdom of God by showing a parable, a story with a uh, purpose or a point. And this is on this subject of, of stewardship. Verse 11 says, and as they heard these things, Jesus added and spoke a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of a kingdom of God should immediately appear. So the the setup here, the the introduction is Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and he sees and understands that the group of people that are surrounding him have kind of already made their mind up about what they think is going to happen. And they're they're wrong, right? There are assumptions that they're making yeah. 
are wrong. And so Jesus is going to teach uh, by the use of a parable. And a parable is a story that teaches one point. Verse 12 says, And Jesus said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Verse 13, And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said to them, Occupy till I come. Verse 14, But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. Verse 15, And it came to pass that when he returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Verse 16, Then came the first, saying, Lord, your pound has gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, well, well done, well done, good and faithful servant, because you have been faithful in very little, you have authority over 10 cities. That's amazing. That's amazing. Verse 18, and the second came saying, Lord, your pound has gained five pounds. And he said, likewise, that's an important word right there. He said, likewise, in other words, in the same way he said to the one with 10, likewise, be ruler over five cities. In verse 20, and another came saying, Lord, behold, here's your pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. That's interesting, isn't it? Verse 21, for I feared you because you're an austere or hard man and you take up what you didn't lay down and you reap what you didn't sow. And verse 22 says, And he said to him, the Lord said to this person, Out of your own mouth will I judge you. You're a wicked servant. You knew that I was a hard man, taking up what I didn't uh, put down and reaping what I didn't sow. Wherefore, why didn't you give my money to the bank that I might at least come and take the interest. Verse 24, and he said unto him that stood by, take from him the pound and give it to the one that has 10. Verse 25, and he said unto him, Lord, he that hath 10 pounds. For I say unto you that unto everyone which has shall be given from him that has not, even that which he has will be taken away. I find that so interesting. And there's so many things we can pick out from here. Yeah. I, I, I want to say a few things and, and lay some foundation. So you're mentioning pound. And in, uh, in my Bible, you know, footnotes, they try to give us a modern day equivalent. And it's actually... Each, each servant got three months worth of salary. Three months wages, yeah. And the master keeps talking about my pound. 
Right. And the keep and the servants keep saying your pound. Your pound. So <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty clear who that money belongs to. It's pretty clear who gave it to them. And also the instruction at the beginning is pretty clear. Yeah. You know, do business till I come, right? Do something with it until I come. And and what's interesting here is you don't have to know how much, you know, how many months wages is a pound. You don't have to know, you know, what a parable is or what all of this stuff. It's pretty clear. This is about faithfulness, mm-hmm. stewardship, taking care of something that belongs to another. And you see that this one servant that gets 10 pounds, he recognizes that this doesn't belong to me, but I have been given charge to do something with it. But then there's the unfaithful, or actually in the parable, it's wicked. So if you're unfaithful, you're wicked. That's That's harsh, isn't it? Sounds harsh. So think about this for just a moment. Um, we we like to think of fairness, right? Fairness, oh, that's giving everyone the same. But that's not what happens here, right? One person gets 10. Another person gets five. From the same pound. From the same pound. From the, yeah. Yeah. And But this this other one just says, here, take it back because, you know, I don't want any part of this. And then they wind up being called wicked. Our character is revealed when we have the opportunity to submit and demonstrate faithfulness. It's powerful. It is. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 25, we began this study looking at this verse that Confidence in an unfaithful man is like chewing with a broken tooth. Mm -hmm. Faithfulness is something that is shown when it's tested. The Lord in this story, Jesus is saying that the, the, the certain nobleman, he finds out what kind of character people have by what they do with what he gives them. So here, I'm going to give you this pound. Now you occupy, or like Gilbert, like what you said, you do business until I come back. Mm -hmm. When he comes back, he knows I can put you in charge of 10 cities. So he says, I'm going to receive a kingdom. That means he's in charge of a whole domain. He knows exactly how this person is going to run these 10 cities because... He knows what he did with the pound that he gave him. Right. That's stunning, isn't it? That's amazing. And likewise, he knows what this person who is ruled by and dominated by selfishness and fear is going to do. And he calls it wicked. It's amazing that at the end of of, of all of this, what actually happens is he takes that pound away from the unfaithful wicked servant. Yes. And who does he give it to? He doesn't give it to the one who, okay, he he did a good job, you know, he got five. He gave it to the one who got 10, who was faithful and ran with what he was asked to do and got the results. Yeah, and why? It's very simple. Because you would want to trust them, right? Right. You'd want to trust that person who got you that result, who, who who did what you asked with, 
your own and got you the result and the best result. So yeah. th there is there is this amazing picture, which is, hey, there's there's great responsibility, you know, and faithfulness, and we have to carry that through. But also the 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 Lord, the nobleman says that because you were faithful in very little, you can now have authority over much. There's there's an increase, there's a blessing that comes from faithfulness. So it's not, you know, it's it's not that we don't see that as we go, but we get to grow in that. And it's also amazing to me, if, if I look at my Bible on, on my iPad, I see that I highlighted these specific words because you were faithful. And this, this is what I highlighted in a very little. Yes. You know, it's, it's amazing that, hey, sometimes the, the servant probably thought this is a lot of money. This is three months of wage. And from the nobleman's perspective, well, this is small. You know, what you did with it is a lot bigger than what it actually is. Yes. And that's that's something that is... So you Super should say important. that again, because that's really key. What you did with what I gave you is a bigger deal than what I actually gave you. Than what I gave you. And that, that by itself is something that is really, that's how we apply this to our life. Because, you know, we're not necessarily going to be putting people over 10 cities, at least not right now. <laughs> but, Soon, hopefully. Yeah. But <laughs> let, let's think about this from a practical perspective, and let's look at it in the context of the, the prophetic word that is really to go church right now. Because in, in a sense, that's like the pound that we receive. We, we, we got this word. What am I talking about? This, this thing of, hey, this is an opportunity for the body of Christ, go church Beirut, to move into a place where there's no resistance. But in order to get there, we need to say no to some things so we can say yes to these new levels. Yeah, that's super important. Actually, uh, I just want to I want to point back to the, the word that Pastor Matt Beamer shared with us at the beginning of the year for the year, which is that we would see we would enter new levels of, of the demonstration of the goodness and glory of God in our lives and in our ministry and all the things that we're tied to, Praise right? God. And so actually when we were, um, you know, there, there was a Holy Spirit conference in Turkey that uh, a few of us from Go Church Beirut went to join and to help and to be part of. And there was also a word in line with what Pastor Matt Beamer received, which is what Pastor Matt Hadabo actually just shared, which is that we're entering very soon, actually, this month onwards, we're entering a place where we, as the body of believers, we're going to come up higher to new levels. This means individually in our lives. This also means as a body, as a church, that we are going to all come up to new levels and that we would be in, at a higher level where there is little or no resistance. That means it's going to get maybe easier to get things done, to move forward with the plan of God, to move forward in the things that we were called to do. But in order to get there, that we would have to let go of certain things. Now, certain things might mean bad things that we've held on to in our lives that we need to let go of. But certain things also sometimes means good things that helped us get to where we are. But at this point, 
we can't keep doing those things and we need to move forward into new things, into things that are applicable for this season. So that is the word that's really, really come out in this period that is so important for us to hold, all take hold of. Matt, do you want to share anything else on that? Well, I, I, I would really ask you to share like your personal testimony about coming into Go Church because I think it's a great picture of the verse that we see in Hebrews chapter 12. And Hebrews chapter 12 is kind of like, we're talking about this prophetic word, but you know, prophecy that's not in line with or based on the word of God is garbage. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just fluff. But Hebrews chapter 12 is really what what we're talking about. It's uh, it says, seeing we're encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does easily beset or hold us back and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We have we have a race, we have a path, we have direction, and we have a we have a, a rhema word, a faith promise right now that we could go into a, uh, a time of zero resistance. But in order to get there, we need to say no to things so we can say yes to these new things. Yeah, absolutely. So when we were just getting ready to, to share the supplemental material, uh, it, re it really reminded me of the story that I went through when uh, right before I actually even met anyone at Go Church, right before I heard of Go Church. And I was at this place in my life where, you know, I was a Christian for a few years. I turned to Jesus. I, I started believing in the Lord and I wasn't part of a church. I wasn't part of a community. I didn't, I didn't really have a purpose other than the fact that I was saved and I wanted to grow in this and I wanted to see the truth in life. And uh, there was a point where I started, you know, really searching out for churches and looking for my my, my purpose and what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, actually, I, I, I knew about Alpha before I knew about Go Church. And I really wanted to see if, hey, this was a good place that maybe I could run an Alpha. You know, I've heard about Alpha. I see what it's about. And maybe I could run that. So, you know, I'm asking the Lord about these things. And one day when I was actually jogging one evening, actually, in, in October, I... Uh, I'm just jogging, you know, thinking about these things. And all of a sudden in my heart, I have this sense like, hey, you need to take a break from alcohol completely. Okay, you, you need to, it's October now, just quit drinking. Don't have a drink until Christmas. On Christmas, have a drink with your family. But for these, these two months right now, I need you to not do that. And, and this was the sense I had in my heart. It wasn't like an audible voice from heaven. It was just something that, hey, I think, I really think I need to do this and this seems right to me. And I decided to do it, I actually did it. And what's amazing is that within two weeks of that moment, I had met everyone at Go Church. And I actually met them because I was looking for people who were running Alpha at the time. Mm. And I decided to join. I was, I was, this was the fourth week that they were running Alpha and I joined. I called, uh, I called the Go Church phone and uh, I got invited. And Pastor from Trip Win. Pastor Trip Win was the one who picked up the call. He's amazing. He always picks up most of the yes. calls. <laughs> and uh, 
And from then on, I just became part of this body. I knew it was my place. Thank and God. I just had this sense that, you know what, I need, to, I need to help here no matter what. And actually, looking back at this moment, I realized that, you know, alcohol wasn't specifically my problem. It's not like I was an alcoholic. But hey, I, I, I'm, I'm a young adult, you know, in, in the world, different, you know, different environments I've been in. And alcohol was something that really was a big part of my lifestyle. So it was a part of my lifestyle where, you know, three, maybe three nights a week, I'd be out with friends, I'd waste hours, you know, just having fun, just whatever, enjoying time with, with people that weren't really advancing this purpose in my life. And I got to that place where, you know what, I realized this, talking about stewardship, I realized that God wanted to show me that even the time that I made and the focus that I, you know, I took away from alcohol and I gave to him, this is his time in my life that he gave me to be able to do something for him. So going back to that rhema word, just, just in that way, maybe the Lord wants personally to cut things out of our lives or to tell us, hey, you need to refocus. Yeah. Sometimes it's, hey, as a, as a church, as a body, we've been doing things a certain way, but maybe now it's time to shift the focus and do it another way. And we're growing in that. We're learning about that. We're trying to understand what is, you know, how to do things better, right? This is the first time that we're doing supplemental materials this way. Right. And we want to get better at that as a church. I think that uh, I like something that you said. Uh, you made a comment. You said uh, you didn't have an alcohol problem. You had a friend and community problem. Right. And the, uh, the thing is, if we're going to get to this new level that God has for us as Go Church Beirut, we're still talking about faithfulness. And we're talking about small things that make a big difference. We need to look at, okay, what are, the, what are the things that the Lord is asking me to do that I'm not doing? Or what are the things that I'm doing? And it's taking, uh, it's taking energy, oxygen, time, resources, and preventing me from, uh, from doing things. I, I, I really like something that uh, this one minister said. Um, you always have plenty of time to do the things that are important to you. Sure. And that's just a fact, right? Right. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm, I made zero time today to, uh, to study Mandarin Chinese because it's not a priority to me. I'm not saying it's not important for others. Hey, we all have 24 hours in a day, right? Everyone has 24 hours. And so it's how we choose to use it. And I'm challenging myself and all of us to look at what are we doing with the pound that we have. The, That's good, the, yeah. the, the, what the Lord has given to us, what are we doing with it? Because he is coming back. And the Bible is very clear. And we're going to look at this in more detail in the Grow Group. But, you know, take a look there at Luke 19. The parallel, Jesus said, he's going to come again. Yeah. And his message is, occupy till I come. And don't you want to hear that those words? Well, well done. done. Yeah. Good and faithful servant. Like they say, 
You want to hear well done, not well you're done. <laughs> <laughs> listen, we want to say thank you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this. And if no one's told you, we love you. We love you. And Jesus loves you. I'm excited about the gift and plan of God on the inside of you. And we're going to get more into detail into uh, in the Grow Group. But uh, we wanted to share this with you. Okay. God bless you guys. Bless you. 